Amen. Amen. It's good to know that we have the victory before we even fight the battle, isn't it? Whatever you're facing, you just got to know that God has got it covered. I know it's, it's happened so many times when you think, oh, no, this is not going to work out. But God, can I talk to you? God will make it work out. He'll make a way where there is no way. Amen. I want to dismiss the youth so that they can go to their services. So youth, you may, you may go and have a good time in the Lord. And then we're going to see him out there playing all kinds of games and jousting and challenging the, the pastor and stuff like that. I'll knock him silly. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Amen. So if you're in the back and you want to move up closer, you surely can. There's no charge for uh, moving up front. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. All right, that's good. You're going to get those first-class seats there. Amen. You know, on an airplane, you always want to get in first class, don't you? You want to be up front, see what's happening. Glory to God. Well, let's pray as we get started with today's message. I, I like this message because it's from the Lord, so I know you're going to like it too. So let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together. We thank you that we have you to trust and to believe in. We thank you that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, I just thank you that you infuse me with your word, your power, your strength, and your wisdom to speak to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Because you are his people. I'm just here. I paid the price. I got the scars and the bruises and the pain to get up here. And <laughs> so, you know, when you finally get up here, you go like, oh, uh, if you only knew the journey, if you only knew the the, the ways you have to get to be where you can actually minister the Word of God. Praise God. So we want to talk about harvest celebration today. Isn't that good news? What does the kingdom of God say? It says, whatever you sow, that you will reap. So if you sow love, guess what? You get love back. You hear that, husbands and wives? If you sow love, you get love back. And the ladies were nodding their head. Praise the Lord. If you sow faithfulness, you get faithfulness. If you sow acts of kindness, what do you get? Acts of kindness. I like it. The Bible says that if you give mercy, you'll receive mercy. So I'm very merciful towards people, almost to a fault. You know, my son says, Dad, why are you so merciful? I said, because I'm going to need it sometime. Amen? So whenever we need mercy, guess who, they call, guess who he calls on? Dad, Dad, take care of it, okay? Get us the good seats, right? So, and, and so you, sow, you can sow finances as well and receive finances. Isn't that amazing? People, you know, I used to think, you know, when you give in the offering, well, you're never going to see it again. But that's not the way the Bible works. It says, he'll give back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Men will give unto our abysm. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But whatever you sow is what you shall reap. If you sow apples, you get apples, Right? If you sow finances, you get finances. Whatever you sow, that you will reap. And God set this in motion in the beginning of time in Genesis 8, verse 21 through 22. He says, I will never again curse the ground for men's sake. This is after Noah's, uh, you know, Noah was saved from uh, the, the flood. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Did you know that? Yeah. From your youth, you have evil thoughts and evil things, and God has to straighten us out. Can I get an amen? amen? Anybody that has youth know what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, uh, and, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. And he put a rainbow in the sky as a promise, as a reminder of the covenant that he has with us. So when it rains for three days, we don't have to worry. Is it going to stop raining? Yes, it will. Amen. Thank God for that. Then he also said in verse 22, he says, while the earth remains, there will be what? Seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, it's still here. So he set in motion seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. It shall never cease. Thank God. The sun always comes up, doesn't it, every morning? You don't have to wonder, is the sun coming up? Unless you live in Oregon. But the sun is up. You may not see it, but the sun is always up. And Jesus talked about seed time and harvest when he told the parable of the sower sows the seed. Do you remember that story? There's a, there's a picture of a farmer throwing seed. And, you know, Jesus didn't have a PowerPoint or he didn't have a, one of those pointers. He just had to tell the story. But he said the soil, there's four types of soil. Do you remember? There is the soil by the wayside. That means on the side of the road. And, and the birds came and ate it up. Isn't that sad? Then there's some soil with rocks in it. That means it started good, but it had no root in itself, and then it just withered away. Then there's some that had thorns in it. It started to grow, but the thorns grew up and choked it. And then there's some with good ground, yielding 30, 60, and 100-fold. Now, the disciples talked to Jesus and said, you know, that's a really good story, but we know all that. We're farmers. We know all that. What does that parable mean? He said, well, let me, let me explain it to you. <laughs> Jesus said, if you don't know this parable, then you're not going to know any of the parables because it's, it's predicated on the kingdom of God. So he explains, the sower is someone that spreads the word of God. The seed is the word of God, and it's always the same. But the soil is the condition of one's heart. And you know, we got to get our hearts right with the Lord. we got to get our hearts pure. we got to get our hearts supple and soft towards Him so that we can receive what He has for us. And the wayside is a seed that never took root. The devil came and ate up the seed. The rocky ground is when they hear the word and immediately receive it with gladness, but then they have no root in themselves. And they go for a little while. You know how people are. You know how, uh, I accepted the Lord a while back, but I'm just not really doing that much for him anymore. That, that's, that's, thorn, that's thorny grounds or, or, or rocky grounds. Then there's the thorny grounds were the cares of the world. Well, you know, we got soccer practice. We can't make it to church, and I just don't have time for the Lord. And the, that's thorny ground. I, I, I'm so busy trying to work on my job. I just don't have time to spend with the Lord. Thorny ground, the cares of the world, word, world choke out the word. And then there's a good ground, that's you guys, uh, where you produce 30, 60, and 100-fold. And, but people want a harvest without sowing. How many of you know you've got to sow to get a harvest, right? The farmer doesn't go out and go like, oh, where's the harvest? No, you didn't plant any seed. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Forgot about that. Yeah, have you heard that expression, I'm waiting for my ship to come in? Those of you that took high school English, the merchant of Venice, do you remember that story? Oh, there's an English major right there. The Merchant of Venice. He said, he borrowed some money from this guy, and he said, I'll pay you back when my ship comes in. But guess what? you got to send a ship out for the ship to come in. Amen? And guess what happened? The ship didn't come in. So the covenant was, the, the, the uh, agreement was, 
If it doesn't come in, you can take a pound of my flesh. Ooh. So we're reading this in high school. We're going, like, oh, a pound of flesh. What's he going to do? How's he going to get out of this? He got a good lawyer, praise God, like my son. And, and the lawyer said, you can take a pound of flesh, but you can't take an ounce of blood. Amen. Pretty good, right? All right. So um, this, So I want to ask you, what kind of fruit are you? What kind of fruit are you producing? Are you a sour lemon? No. Or do people say you're just peachy keen? Are you the apple of God's eye? Or are you just going bananas? No. Are you using your coconut? Or are you just plum crazy? Okay. Here's one more. Do you have grapes of wrath? Grapes of wrath? Or are you a cool tomato? Amen. (laughs) But God is looking for some fruit. He's relaying the desire of the Father who said, and this is the greatest promise I ever heard, is that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it will be done of my Father in heaven. I loved, when I first read that, I said, this is amazing. Put the word of God in you, the seed in your, so, in your heart, in your, the soil of your heart, and it will produce. Now, God wants us to have fruit. He wants us to produce. Did you know that? When, when Jesus appointed the apostle Peter, he didn't say, now, Peter, you're an apostle. Go back to your office. Put your feet up on the chair and just relax. Put the plaque on your wall, apostle Peter. No, he said, I need you to go out and produce or bear some fruit. His first sermon, guess what? 3,000 people got saved. That's some fruit, isn't it? On your job, when they hire you, they don't say, okay, just go and and, and enjoy yourself, and, and you just sit back. No, they want you to bear some fruit. They want you to do some things, right? So, so true is in the kingdom of God. Jesus even said, I must be about my father's business. So when you get saved, are you supposed to just sit back on your couch and watch Christian TV and go to church once in a while and say, I'm saved. I don't need to produce any fruit. I don't need to do anything. I don't think so, right? So it says this. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And Jesus said it's, it's called abiding in him. Abide in the fruit. Abide in the vine. And then abide in the vine, and you'll see it. It doesn't mean to chill out, just, just not do anything. But he wants us to enjoy being with him. And then when you're with him, fruit gets produced. I, I talked to some youth and children here in the church and when I talk to them, I can hear their parents' voices, and I can hear their, what they're thinking come out. And I go, is Don in there? Is, is, is Arturo in there? I, I hear him. <laughs> but we're supposed to find, people are supposed to say, is there Jesus in there? That sounds like, that sounds like something Jesus would say. Praise the Lord. That's what people should say about us. Now, I'm not a farmer. I'm a city boy. I'm not pretending that I know how this works, but God spelled it out this way in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 27. And this is very, very important. You ready for this? He said, the kingdom of God is as a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep night and day and rise up and the seed sprouts and grows. He himself doesn't know how it's even working. When you plant an apple seed into the ground and and you water it and you go to sleep 
and you come back and you look at it and you do this for days and days and all of a sudden it starts to sprout up. And what do you say? I don't know how that happened. In the seed is contained everything that's needed to grow to a beautiful tree. In the seed of God, the word of God, whatever you need, if you need healing or finances, you take that seed, you put it in your heart, it'll start to grow. It'll start to manifest. Whatever you put in there, if you put the love scripture in there, all of a sudden you're going to be walking in love. You know not how. I don't know why I'm this way. God just took hold of me because of the word that was planted in my heart. In verse 28, it says, the earth yields croup crops by itself. You don't have to do it. It'll yield in your soil of your heart. First the blade, then the stalk. After that, the full grain in the stalk. What does that mean? Just a little, you know, you come back after a week and you go, I don't see anything. And then the next day, you go, I see just a little, little, little blade. I think is it, it might be growing. And then it gets bigger. Then you get a, a stalk. Then all of a sudden you see the fruit, the grain in the stalk. And you go like, praise the Lord. Amen. So when you're believing for finances, sometimes you don't see it. a big thing happen right away. But all of a sudden, you see people start giving you things. Start, favor starts happening to you. I know Angel, he's been giving to the Lord. He's been watching the Lord bless him. And all. He, he, he actually uh, got a raise on his job, and he, he didn't even ask for it. Oh, come on, talk to me. See, in our day and age, we're, we're used to instantaneous microwave, get it on the spot, I can't wait, where's my blessing? But God wants us to be faithful. Through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises, right? Now, he spoke this parable in Luke 13. Are you getting all this? Okay, verses 6 through 9, hope I'm going to encourage you to be fruit uh, bearers and, and produce some fruit. In Luke 13, it says, he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and he found none. Check out the tone. He goes, then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look, for three years I've come here on this fig tree, and I haven't seen any figs in three years. Cut it down, take it away, throw it away. We don't want it anymore. Ouch. But one of the guys said, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it, and if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after, you can cut it down. And this is true about people. Some people, it takes a long time for them to bear some fruit. But we don't just cut them off, cut them out. We let the Word of God minister to them. Just come, sit, be a part, understand what the Word of the Lord is. Let it get into your heart. Let it... Now, here's the thing. It, you don't have to produce it. You bear it. An apple tree doesn't try to real hard, I'm going to try to make some apples here. Oh, uh, I just can't. Make. You don't have to work and make love. Make, make, you know, have love in your life. You put the word of God on the inside of you, and all of a sudden, love starts to come out. And so, if your love well, level is down, guess what? You need to put some more word in there. So, because you're not yourself, you're bought with the price. God says, "I have, I, I you're my project. <laughs> you're my workmanship." Amen. Yeah. So that's what we do. So we we have to look for some good fruit. Now. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is a fruit inspector. Did you know that? He's inspecting the fruit. He's looking to see, you know, who's producing fruit and who's not producing fruit. So the Bible says that what? He has chosen us and appointed us that we should go forth and bear fruit. He appointed you. He chose you. 
Not just sit on your rusty dusty, amen? Not to sit on your blessed assurance, praise the Lord. <laughs> we are supposed to go forth and bear some fruit. Now, I'm not making this up. God is inter- inter- interested in us producing fruit that comes from knowing Jesus and abiding in him. And then the fruit naturally comes up. So uh, we're planted in the soil of God's love and watered by the word of God. Now, the Bible says to do this, what? Judge yourself, lest you be judged. You have to take inventory, examine yourself. Am I allowing fruit to come into my life? So I'm going to be the Holy Spirit here for a moment, and I'm going to look around and see if I can find somebody that might be bearing some fruit, okay? I'm going to step aside here. I'm going to be the Holy Spirit, and we'll see who we have walking around. Hello, young lady. How are you? I sense the Holy Spirit is talking to me. Is that you, Lord? Yes, my child. I notice you have a pretty big fruit basket there. Uh, yes, I have. But Lord, I've been praying for many miracles in my life. Better job, better health, and better income, better car. And overall, a better life altogether. Well, that's good because the Father wants to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I know. I know that one. I read that in Luke 12, 32. That's right. Very good, girl. Have you also read that when you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to you? And that when you bear fruit, you can ask the Father whatever you want according to his will, and he'll give it to you. Yeah, I kind of brushed that over a while back. I didn't think it was that necessary to have fruits to have my prayers answered. Well, it's in there in the Bible. You, you can't really overlook any of the instructions and the commands of the Lord. They, they all work together, and it'll speed up your pro- the process in getting your prayers answered. Do you believe that? Yeah, I guess so. Well, let's see. Let me look in your basket. Let's take inventory here. Let's see what kind of fruit you have in there. Are you seeing the fruit of righteousness in your life? Are, are, are you living a life pleasing to the Lord? Are you doing the right things with the Lord and with his people? Well, that's a hard one. Lord, I, I'm only human, you know. I don't always have time for God, and uh, people bug me. Let me tell you, I have a neighbor. She just... Okay, okay, my- we, we, we can get into that later. Okay. Uh, we, we can work on that. Uh, but when you abide in the Word, He will cause you to spend time with Him. You'll want to spend time with Him, and you'll want to be patient with people. Okay? Okay. okay how about your holiness? Are you have any fruits of holiness? Are, are you living a clean life? Well, as best as can expect it. Come on, Lord. You know, we're living a pretty messed up the world, okay? With all the movies, TVs, and magazines, we are bombarded with all the unclean images and also crazy thoughts. So I have to admit, my holiness has gone downhill. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs> there has to come some separation from, from the world. You know, the Bible says that we should separ- separate ourselves unto him. Now, let me ask you, how about the fruit of your lips? 
That's why I really fall off the charts. I can't control my tongue. Like it says whatever it wants to, and I even don't know. Sometimes it says something that I even don't know. I don't believe what I was saying, and I don't know where it comes from. Well, my child, it actually comes from your heart, your own heart. You have to put good things in there, and then good things will come out. Actually, you have to put God things in there, and God things will come out. So uh, let me see if there's any other fruits in there. Let me let me see. Um, uh, ha, ha, it looks like you haven't even led anybody to the Lord. How, you haven't given any finances to anybody or the church. No, you don't really even have any good works in there. You're not not even a cup of cold water to a child. You know. Listen, I think what you need to do is maybe just put your basket down. And have a seat, and let's go, and we're going to go through this a little bit and see if we can get some fruits of righteousness, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Praise the Lord. So, oh. Well, you have to examine your own self, right? Yeah, forget about her or her problems. you got your own problems. Praise God. And, and so the Bible says that if you do these things, if you, if you have fruits, the Lord will bless you in what you're doing. And, and he, you know, the Lord is a conditional God. Did you know that? He says, if you do this, then you'll get that, right? He doesn't say, you get it, you get it all. No, if you do this, if you abide in my word, and my words abide in you, you can ask what you want. And I've done that. How many of you have done that in your life? Lord, if you just get me out of this mess, I'll serve you all the days of my life. That's what Jacob said. Jacob said, if you can just put clothes on my back and get me back to my father's house after this is all over, I'll give a tithe, I'll give a tenth to you, right? Brad Dacus, who's coming next week, he made that condition to the Lord. He had an opportunity to be uh, in Washington, D.C. and be over all the national uh, legal councils uh, in, in America. And he said, this is fantastic, of course. And he went home and he couldn't sleep at night. And he couldn't sleep the next night. And he said, oh, I guess I better pray about that. And the Lord said, didn't we talk about this? Didn't we direct, uh, ha have, a, have a thought that we're supposed to work on the western side of the United States and that you were supposed to help people that had religious persecutions? He said, yes, Lord, I'll follow you with all my heart if, <laughs> if you do three impossible things. And guess what? The Lord did the three impossible things that he needed, that he wanted. He wanted an office for free. He wanted radio coverage for free. And he said, I'm not going to charge anybody for any of the services that I perform. And God supernaturally got him an office, got him radio time. And he still, to this day, 25 years later, does not charge anybody for the services he does. The hand of God was upon him. But he said, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Didn't... Uh, uh, who's that guy um, that wanted a fleece? Bob, who's, who's that guy that, uh, that wanted a fleece? He, the Lord told him to do something. He said, well, uh, uh, if you, you know, give me uh, the fleece is wet on the inside, then I'll serve you. And then the next day he said, if the fleece is on the outside, I'll, I'll serve you. So I, I've done that myself. I've said, Lord, if you can just do this, I'll serve you all the days of my life. So let's look at this. You ready for some fruits? You want to see? But, but Pastor Chuck, what, what fruits do you want me to give? Well, let's look here. We got it. We, there we are. We got seven of them. Pick one, okay? 
Actually, you have to do them all. Did you know that? <laughs> you know, before I got saved, I had a lot of time to do anything I wanted to do. But once you get saved, there's so much to do. You got to pray. You got to help the poor. You got to visit the sick. You got to go to prison. You, you got to fast. You have to, do, you have to read your Bible. You have to do so many things. But let's look at this. Okay, first one is fruits of righteousness in Philippians 1 and 11. Let's see the scripture. And this I pray, Paul's praying, that you might be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. You be filled with the fruit. What does that mean, righteousness? That means right standing, doing the right things. You have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus, and if you have, you should start doing righteous things. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> so that means that you're going you're gonna to be doing things that are pleasing to the Lord. You know, John the Baptist, when the Pharisees and Sadducees came to be baptized, you know what he said to them? He said, you brood of vipers, show me some fruits of righteousness. Show me some fruits of repentance. Let me see your good works. And you've heard about the Good Samaritan, right? He, there was a guy that was robbed, and they, they, they beat him up, left him for dead. And the Good Samaritan came by, and he took him in, and he nursed his wounds, and he took him to an inn, and he gave him a, some money. And they said, if he needs anything more, just let us know. We'll give it to him. And, and he didn't have to do that, but he, it, was, it was presented to him. Sometimes we can't, like, orchestrate what we want to do. Sometimes it's just presented to us. You know, I'm thinking of, of Leanne and her family. She's taken in her family, and even, uh, not adopted, but took in a family, uh, a daughter from another family. She's, she's there to help them. She didn't have to do that. She could have said, you know, I got enough to worry about my own self. No, but she just reaches out, and that's what we have to do. So after that Good Samaritan did that, you know what Jesus said to him? You go and do likewise, you know? You might have a situation where you need to help somebody. It's hard to close up your heart with people that need uh, something. And if you, if you do that, God is using you in fruits of righteousness. Can I get an amen? Okay. Amen. Second one is fruits of holiness, Romans 6, 22. But now you, having been set free, have you been set free from sin? Sin has no, no dominion over you anymore, has no, no hold on you. When sin tries to crawl, you know, knock at your door, no, 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 no. We, we don't do that here. Amen? Praise the Lord. Sometimes I have to just cry out, devil, you get out of here, okay? You get out of my mind. You get out of my house. You get out of everything, you know? I serve you. So we should have, we were slaves unto God, having our fruit unto holiness, and to the end, everlasting life. Some people might say, I can't be holy. I, I, only God is holy. But God said, be ye holy for I am holy. I'm holy, so you be holy. It means be separated, means be pure, have pure, clean hearts. Psalms 23, verse 3 through 4 says, Who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That should be us, right? Clean hands and a pure heart. I had to check myself the other day. I had a dream, and I said, I don't like that dream that I had. Where did that dream come from? It came from my heart. So I had to wake up and repent and say, Lord, I got to make a correction here. I need to make an adjustment. 
You know, airplanes, when they're traveling, they have autopilots. So if you get off course, it automatically gets back right on course. So I woke up and I said, Lord, where are you? I can't, where, where are you? I can't sense you. And so I said, I, I need to make an adjustment. So I said, Lord, cleanse my heart. You know, Lord, I just put aside anything that would try to influence me because it's so subtle. Like Leanne was saying, in a magazine or a TV, you might be watching a commercial and something gets deposited on the inside of you. You go like, where did that come from? Then you have a, a, a nightmare or a dream, and that comes up, and you go like, how did that get in there? It just slipped in. And so we have to guard our heart. In Hebrews 12, 14, it says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see God. I want to see God, you know, here. I don't, have to, I don't want to wait till I get there. I want him to visit me and be with me. He said, but you have to have holiness, and you have to live peaceable with everyone. We had a guy in our basketball uh, play, and, and he just was just, I don't know what happened to him. He just starts talking and, and complaining and uh, chiding people, and I, I just, it, just, it just bothered me. And I, so I didn't say anything. I, at night, I gave him a call, and I go, brother, brother. <laughs> That kind of spirit is just doesn't is not conducive to sportsmanship or just you know good fellowship. He said, "I'm sorry, you know, I just I, I lost. I don't know what happened to me. I just I'm sorry, you know. I, I'll be I'll be better. I try to control myself. You have to be a peacemaker. The Bible says, "Blessed are the peacemakers for peacemakers, for they are the sons of God." Now I can only say that because I'm trying to make peace. I can't make him have him make peace and me be a loud mouth. It may be crazy and have not a pure heart, right? So you can only give what you have to give. Praise the Lord. So, okay, you, you, you have to have uh, holiness, holiness. You only get holiness when you get close to the Lord. He's holy. And there's nothing more pleasurable than to be with the Lord. I mean, there's nothing more serene and more, you know, peaceable than to be with Him. It's, it should be our greatest desire because when we do that, he can change our life. He can change uh, the things that are bothering us. Praise God. Now, the next thing is fruit of our lips. Hebrews 13 through 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Fruit of our lips. What are we saying? What are we talking about? So I have two things that I had to work on, my heart and my mouth. My heart and the fruit of my life. What am I saying? Am I thanking the Lord? Am I talking to Him? Because if I'm doing that, then I'm exercising godliness. I want to I be all that I'm supposed to be. I don't want to have words come out of my mouth that are not pleasing to Him. It grieves Him, and it grieves the people that I'm around. Amen? So you can say thanks to God all day long. You don't even, there's no limit on it. He doesn't say, okay, that's enough. No continually giving thanks unto Him. You can do it while you're waiting in the market, Amen. while you're driving down the highway, yes. when you're on hold, uh, waiting for someone to, to answer the phone. You can do it at church. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we can express our thanks to Him. Let me see. Are we, oh, yeah. How beautiful isn't that? Isn't it beautiful to see people praise the Lord? How do you think the Lord feels when, they see, when he sees that? I think ladies look so much beautiful when they're praising the Lord, don't they? Than being in those commercials and trying to be sexy and everything. You know, this is more beautiful than that. Praise God. 
Psalms 104, verse 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. Sing a new song unto him. Praise the Lord. I I like singing to the Lord. You like singing to the Lord? Sometimes something comes out that you don't even know that you have in there. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. So Psalms uh, <laughs> 147, you guys are ready to go, huh? Psalms 147.1 says, praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to give praise to God. It's a good thing, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. All right. Are you collecting some fruit? Do you have some, you have some things you have to check off? Get some things doing? It gets stuffer here. It says, uh, fruit of soul winning. We're supposed to win people to the Lord. That's what Jesus came to do, Right? I came to seek those that were lost. I came not for the righteous, but for those that need to be saved. So Romans 1.13 says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you in order that I might have a harvest or a fruit among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. So we have to reach out to people. We have to not be just stayed in our own place, me, myself, my family, How's that thing go? Me, myself, and I, us four, no more. Us four, no more. Yeah, but you have to have compassion for people because if they don't know and accept the Lord, guess where they're going? They're going to eternal damnation. And we have the blood on our hands because we didn't open our mouths. We didn't uh, soul win. And the Bible says you have to be wise in soul winning. You have to be smart. You have to learn what to say. And I've learned how to say, do you, if you die today, do you know where you would go? And most people say, well, I hope I go to heaven. Well, you got to do more than hope. you got to know. This is not Russian roulette. This is, this is not like, okay, well, I hope. And then, then when the curtain cl- closes and you're in hell and you go like, how did I get here? Well, you didn't listen to Pastor Chuck. You didn't listen to that guy or this guy. What, what's wrong with you? Oh, I should have listened to them. But they can't hear unless they hear a preacher. They can't receive it unless you reach out and touch somebody. Amen? So there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's up to us to be able to want to uh, reach out, even as uncomfortable as it may seem. Praise the Lord. Last two fruits. You ready? Or three fruits. The fruit of giving. I like this. Fruit of giving. In Thessalonica... Uh, I mean, in um, Philippians 4, 16 through 17, it says, For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek a gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. I read that and I said, I didn't even know I had an account. Did, did you know you had a heavenly account? He said, you know what, uh, it's not for me, but you guys, you, you're going to get it on, in your heavenly bank account. And people are trying to draw off their own bank account, but there's nothing in there. <laughs> you ever go to the bank and these, you, you want to write a check and they say, I'm sorry, sir, there's no funds in there. <laughs> How could that be? You, you got to put something in. And so I, I have learned that when you give to God, that he will reward you from your giving. Amen? When I first... Before I got saved, if I went to church and I gave in the offering, I thought, oh, well, I'll never see that money again. But when I got saved, I realized what the Bible says. It says he accounts everything that we give, and he multiplies it back to us. I said, this is amazing. Now, that's not the motive for giving, 
But because you have a heart towards the Lord, you know, when they have these programs, building his kingdom, build the sanctuary, and these things where they ask you to give above and beyond your tithes and your offerings, my wife and I, we did that, and we saw the Lord bless us. He gives us unexpected blessings, blessings you never thought would ever come. All of a sudden, they just happen. And even at the last church I was at, uh, that church tithes, we tithes, and so we were tithing, and so I'm in my office, and we were $100,000 in debt. Not that I caused it, but I took it over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who put me here, Lord? You did. Okay. Um, so I'm sitting at my desk, and the secretary comes in, and she plops down $3,000 in cash. I go, where did you get that? She said, well, you know, I was driving by our property that we were going to build on, and they were having the World Cup, this is in Pasadena, at the Rose Bowl, and it was so packed, there was no place to park. So they asked me if they could park their cars in there. And so I said, yeah, I charged them $20 a car. I go, really? And she goes, yeah, here's the money. Unexpected. What do they call that in business? A windfall. So I said, well, how long is the World Cup going to go? She goes, a week. I go, praise God. Go back out there. <laughs> a whole week $3,000 a day, $21,000 in one week. From what? Giving. Giving and believing God that he was going to give back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Happens at this church too. We had a water leak. And I asked Brother Richard, Richard, what do I do? He says, I'll call your insurance company. I go, okay. It was a water heater that was uh, leaking. So they came out. And sometimes you just have favor. You know, you don't even have to ask for it. So he's writing it all up. I'm going like, man, that's a, you're writing a lot. He says, well, you know, we like to make sure we got everything covered. You know, make sure that if there's anything that needs to be taken care of, you know, it's, I don't want to have to come back out here, so I'm, I'm, I'm shooting long. He says, I don't want to come up short. I go, go ahead, shoot long. <laughs> he shot long. I said, oh, my God, this more than takes care of what we need. Hallelujah. God is good. So you can believe God for finances, and you'll have the fruit of giving to him. Amen? Okay, the last two. Fruit of good works. In Colossians 1, 9, and 10, it says, I do not cease to pray for you that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful in every... That means everything you do should have some fruit to it. Now, I want to show you this slide here. This slide is our, our brother Rudy. Let's see here. You got, there's brother Rudy. What is he doing anyway? Rudy, he's passing out little uh, bags of food for people that are homeless or don't have any food to eat. Amen? Now, he, where did he learn that? He learned that from his parents. His mom had a restaurant, and they had a booth there for people that couldn't afford to eat they would feed them for free. No questions asked. Just come on in. We'll feed you. Right? Now, the Bible says that your good works will go before you. Did you know that? God is watching. There's angels that are marking and finding out what you're doing and what kind of good works you're doing. So, while he, he had COVID, you know, some people don't make it out of COVID. He almost didn't make it out of COVID. He actually died for six minutes and came back to life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And his son in heaven said to him, Dad, what are you doing here? 
You're, you have to go back. And so, Gina and I were looking at this scripture. Let's look at this in Psalms 41. Do I have it up there? Psalm, yeah. Look at this. You ready for this? Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Believe me, he was in trouble. Okay? We went to go pray for him. We couldn't even get in the, the hospital. We had to be outside in the window going, hey, can you give me a chair? Okay, we sat over there. Rudy, we're praying for you. Get on the phone. We're praying for you. Verse 2, the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. That's what we're talking about. We need to keep him alive. He will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. Hallelujah. Here he is. He's alive. He's a well. Took him eight months. But the Lord is true to his promise because he produced fruit. He let fruit come from him. He didn't withhold any blessings. I'm sure there's times when he couldn't afford it. I'm sure there's times when he would, you know, could have used it for something else, but he had it on the inside of him. When you hang with the Lord, when you spend time with him, the fruit will just come. And the last one is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah, I just, what, what would happen if you, you went to a funeral service and, well, let's say it's your own funeral service and you're watching from heaven. And they go, well, he was just a lovely guy. He had full of joy, peaceful, always peaceful. Yeah, he was long-suffering, never got angry, always said the right thing, kind. What a kind guy he was. He was so good, oh, very good. And Faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. Never, never lost his temper. Never threw anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, Italians have a, have a they're, they're, um, they're, what do you call it? They have a bad rap, yeah. Like they throw stuff, you know. <laughs> Don't throw, that's a good dish. Don't throw that dish. No. <laughs> but we have to have those things. On the, would they say that about us? Would they say that you're just a loving, joyful, kind, faithful, self-controlled person? Or would they say, well, you know, that sometimes they just lose it, okay? Sometimes they just go off. <laughs> Look out, you know. Don't, don't mess with them, you know. They'll, they'll let you have it. No, we have to let these fruits come uh, bear up under us. And the last scripture, and the way you do that is you, how you do that, you plant the seed, the Word of God in your heart, and it'll produce of its own kind. It will produce. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love endures long and is patient and kind. And when I'm getting not so patient, I have to start saying that. Ooh, I got to up my, my love scripture. I got to up my, my quotient here. Love endures long and is patient and kind. I used to endure short. How about you? I just, just okay, I endure for, that's enough. Okay, no more. And if I endured long, I wasn't kind and patient about it. I was saying, okay, you know how long I'm waiting? You know, can you see me? Can you see how long I'm waiting? Am I talking to the right crowd here? I'm, I'm, you guys look pretty holy right now. I know this. <laughs> if I could just get a little mirror, you know, microscope, <laughs> microscopic <laughs> look into your, into your life. I know that you can't do all this, okay? But you look at me like, well, pastor, you got problems. Okay. 
Love, <laughs> love endures long and is patient and kind. It's not rude. Oh, unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Are you touchy? Are you fretful? <laughs> Are you resentful? Okay. All right, we got one honest person there. Okay, let's see. <laughs> The next slide says what? Now, oh, here we go. Takes no account of an evil done to it. Takes no account. That's an accounting term, you know? Like, okay, that's one. All right, I, I, I'm counting. No, takes no account of an evil done to it. That's the third time you did that, Sister Marianne, okay? No. Takes no account of the evil done. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. You know, they're talking bad about you. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, 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 they were, they were insulting you. I, I didn't, really? I didn't pay attention to it. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. I just can't bear this. Love can. Love bears up under, I can't, I can't stand my family. I can't stand living with them. But love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. That means you've got to think of some things that you can be thankful for. So things that you can believe them. Well, they have to have done something good in your life, right? Can you think of just one? I know I used to do marriage counseling, and you'd have the, the, the couple sit there, and i go, okay, can you just think of like three things that you would appreciate of your spouse? And they were stumped. They just couldn't even come up with one. I go, you mean you can't even think of one thing that you, that you appreciate them for? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> ever ready to bleed the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. I can't endure it. I can't go on. Yeah, you can. Love can. Amen? Let's pray. Father, just thank you for allowing us to see your word about how you want to produce or allow fruit to be produced in our hearts and in our lives, that we may be pleasing unto you, that you may give us good things, because, Father, we're doing those things that please you. So, Father, I ask you to impart upon the people to, just to get to know uh, you in a better way so that the things that they do will reflect the goodness that you have in their heart. And we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>